Welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Roadside. I'm Janica. And I'm her daughter, Abigail. And that is true. And this is um, episode 45. I can't believe we've already done 45 episodes. I know. It's crazy. Crazy. I feel like we've been doing this forever and also not very long. I know. It is. Yeah. It is a little bit. Tell me, what's the topic? Today, we are doing Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, I see you got your Chiefs attire on. I do have my Chiefs attire on. Nice. I do. For anybody that is just finding us for the very first time. I'm going to preface this episode just like I did with Comiskey Park. We are not a sports podcast. Nope. So you are not you are not going to find out about any stats of players here. We're, we're not here to talk about football, okay? Nope. We're here to talk so, about the place the football happens. Yes. The place the football happens. Yes. And the history of the place. Yeah, we don't know a lot about football. I honestly don't even know how it's played. It's really confusing every time I watch it, but I enjoy it. I enjoy watching guys in little tight pants run around. (laughs) Some of them have some nice booties, okay? Some of them do have some nice booties. Now, some of those booties may be a little padded, but... Well, you know. Anyway. You still look. My favorite sport is baseball. Okay. I don't have a favorite sport. Second would be hockey. Okay. So if I had to pick a third, I guess it would probably be football. I think if I had to pick my favorite sport to watch, it would probably be hockey. Yeah, hockey's pretty exciting to watch. But yeah. see, I grew up with baseballs and I know So this is kind of my thing like I grew up with baseball, I know how it's played, I know all the rules like so to me, I can follow along and that makes it more exciting. Right, of course. And so I never learned any other sport, even though I was in the marching band and went to every football game, like I never learned how to how it was played. Right. You're just there to play your music. Yeah. Or do your, flip your flags. Flip my flag and talk yeah. to my friends. That's all I was yeah. there for. And then I dated a guy, if you can even call him that. Ew. Yeah. He taught me how hockey is played, the rules of hockey. And um. that was like one of the good things that and his spaghetti recipe those are the only good things i got out of that relationship and lemon pepper on green beans yeah only you like that i don't like lemon pepper on green beans okay, well i do okay well that's the only, i like that's the only good thing that i got out of him everything else <laughs> sucked you know who you are oh uh, anyway so he did teach me how hockey was played and so i've come to enjoy hockey because now right. i understand it i do know a tiny bit about football because People over the years have kind of taught me a little bit, but I, I literally, I still know it's like they're trying to get a touchdown. Okay, like, right. That's that's what I got. They're trying to run from one end to the there's other. So and many the ball like, in the. <laughs> there's so many little intricate rules. Yeah, and it's like ugh, so much work. Why would I want to learn that? This isn't even like <laughs> like a major thing that will affect my life. No. Why would I? Sorry. I'm going to offend some football fans. 
So, of course, we're in St. Louis, and so I have the Cardinals, and then I have the Blues. We don't have a football team. We had the Rams, but, you know, the Rams Anymore. suck because they left us. And so left us. I just went with the majority of St. Louis, and I picked the Chiefs. Okay. Because, well, that's, yeah, that's kind of where we're all at Lewis now. Went with. So, yeah. So, I, I am a Chiefs fan by default. Okay. Right. But now, of course, I am a brand new Swifty. Yes, you are. Because I just went to see the, the movie. And so now I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan for another reason. And for all the other Swifties out there, uh, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs just happened last night. Yes, so we're all excited. As so, it's like brand new Swifty, of course. But perfect timing. You know, what's funny is I actually was like, I'm going to do Arrowhead Stadium because I like I decided I was going to do like different sports arenas because there's some shady shit that happens Mm -hmm. in sports if you don't know. Definitely. And so I was like, oh, I'll do another like sports place. I need to like pick another one. And so when I decided to do this was actually a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, I'll do Arrowhead Stadium because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Like, that was my whole reason for starting right. picking this one. And then, of course, I go to see the movie mm-hmm. and just, like, I'm falling down rabbit holes of Taylor and Travis. And then the whole, like, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs and then she's running and giving him a kiss. So it's like, it's even more. We're even, we're even more involved yeah. now. And I love a good love story. So. Of course. I'm, I'm not for it. I'm not the I, I don't think I'd call myself a Swifty, but I I'm, I'm full blown I'm into it now. At least a little bit. I'm at least a little <laughs> bit of a fan. Yeah. I'll, I mean, of course we went to the concerts. I loved her like See, the- but, but back then I wasn't there. I wasn't right, there. But at all. I was. I mean, I was physically there. <laughs> but you weren't into it. But I was it. just like I was not into it because yeah. it was country it was twangy and I didn't like it. Yeah. But so like Fearless and Speak Now and Red were like my my era of Taylor yeah. Swift of being a Taylor Swift fan. I'm learning my era. You are. I am learning my era. I just listened to Evermore. Oh, Evermore. Today. And I'm I really do like Evermore. I, I'm really liking it. So now I gotta you know, I'm I'm learning and I'm listening to more albums and and finding songs that like just listen, not listening, watching the movie. I was like, I don't know that song. I don't know that song. I just so had to like go find right. all these new She's songs. Got so many. Yes, I know so many. Anyway, as you can see, we are not talking about sports, really. Mm-mm. But we've been talking about Taylor Swift the whole time. Of course, we're not talking about sports. <laughs> we're going to talk about Arrowhead Stadium, right? And. We might get off topic and talk about other things too, so we'll see. Yeah, probably. Anyway, That's probably Arrowhead Stadium is located in Kansas City, Missouri. It is the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, if you haven't gathered that by now. Yes. Which is an NFL team, and that is football. In case anybody didn't you, know. If you haven't gotten that by now. <laughs> <laughs> the stadium seats 76,416 people, although... Wow. They have broken a record and had more than that in there. Oh. Not only do the Chiefs call Arrowhead home, but the stadium has hosted college football games, soccer mm-hmm. games, um, including being chosen as the 2026 FIFA World Cup Stadium. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I just found out about that today when I was studying. Nice. <laughs> 
Uh, and many concerts, including Beyonce, Ed Sheeran, Kenny Chesney, Elton John, Michael Jackson, One Direction, and of course, Taylor Swift. Of course. I was very disappointed. New Kids on the Block have never played in uh, Arrowhead. <sighs> Come on, Hell. new kids. Right? Not even back in the day. Not even back in the day. No. Well, when was it built? It's. I'm going to get there, but they should have played there. Okay. In, they. It was definitely around in their time. Okay. Okay. And, of course, this is also where Travis Kelsey plays because he is a chief. Indeed. He is. Indeed. Originally, the Chiefs were the Dallas Texans and part of the AFL, so the American Football League. Okay. Owner Lamar Hunt found that Dallas couldn't support two football teams any longer. Mm. And if you know football, you know that Dallas is home to the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Uh, So Lamar started looking for another city to send his team to, like relocate the team. Right. Uh, Then mayor of Kansas City, it was H. Rowe Bartle, and his nickname was Chief. Oh, okay. You see where we're going here? Yeah, I see where we're going. Putting a path? (laughs) Yep. He worked very hard to persuade Hunt to move his team to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And since the Kansas City Texans... Didn't really work well as a name. <laughs> no, not really. Jack Stedman, who was an executive for the team, recommended the name The Chiefs to pay homage to the mayor who nice. invited them to come there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that's why they were called The Chiefs, but that's, that's good. I didn't either. Learned something right. new every day. Yeah. In 1966, as part of the AFL and the NFL merger... The NFL actually required stadiums to have no less than 50,000 seats in every stadium. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. But at the time, the Kansas City Chiefs played in Municipal Stadium, Hmm. which only had 35,000 seats. I see. So they needed a new stadium. I see. Yes. They actually shared Municipal Stadium with the Kansas City Athletics. Hmm. Which was a major league baseball team for a few years until the athletics moved to Oakland, California in 1967. Okay. I'm just learning things all over because I didn't know that the A's used to be in Kansas City. I didn't either. (laughs) They've always been the Oakland A's in my head. Right. uh, The team began looking for a new location to build a larger stadium. And in 1967, Voters approved a $102 million bond, which is almost $1 billion today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To build the Harry S. Truman Sports Complex. All right. And this would actually be two stadiums. Okay. Because in 1969, the major, Major League Baseball actually expanded... And added the Kansas City Royals. What? I know them. Yeah. I know them too. I mean, not personally, <laughs> but you know. yeah. I don't either. Uh, so the concept was to have two stadiums side by side. One for football, mm-hmm. one for baseball. And there would be a roof that would roll between the two stadiums. Interesting. Yeah. But ultimately that idea was scrapped because the design was too complicated. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well. Like, also... 
Baseball stadiums and football stadiums are shaped very differently. Yes, they definitely are. So, so I'm guessing how could you get part a roof of it was that like fit both. Yeah, of them. The, the roof wasn't going to work for both. Right. I don't know. Right. All yeah. right. Well, so, both of you get a roof. So screw the roof. That's not working. So they're both open air stadiums. Oh, no roofs. Okay. They don't get roofs. No roof. <laughs> no roof for them. Charles Deaton, a Denver architect, and Jack Stedman, who I uh, mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they helped to develop the complex. Okay. So the stadiums are right next to each other. Um, mm-hmm. There's a parking lot in between, and there are actually parking lots all around them. I think I read that there were 11 parking lots in total. It's basically just a big fucking concrete right. block. Right. Like, it's huge. I mean, with two stadiums, you yeah. need a lot of parking. Lots. Yes, absolutely. Do they ever do games on the same day at the same time? Because I bet um, that's a mess. I would imagine. Because. Be disaster. Well, on, well, really only if. The seasons, I really only think, overlap if, um, and don't quote me on this because uh, we're not a sports podcast, if baseball starts going into, like, the playoffs The and World stuff. Series. But you could actually, I mean, well, the playoffs, because the playoffs would happen first. Well, but yeah. I would actually, I mean, I would think there would have, there would be other events going on. Like, there might be a concert at one when there's a game right. at the other. So, I, I don't, I would assume I would just feel like that'd be a mess. Yeah. I mean, honestly, our like enterprise and which we don't have football here, obviously, but enterprise and Bush Stadium aren't that far apart from each other. Right. And when there are two events going on downtown, when there's a game and like a concert, it is a mess. Yep. It's definitely a mess. Even if there's just a concert, it's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like on a weeknight and people are working downtown Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, it is a mess. They also do share utilities and underground storage. Okay. In Arrowhead, there is also an elaborate owner's suite, which is apparently unique to Arrowhead Stadium. So I guess not a lot of uh, stadiums have this. Okay. It is two levels. And it is, I mean, if you look up pictures of this, it is quite elaborate. Um, Some referred to it as an apartment. I saw something that said it actually had a couple bedrooms. I saw some that just said it was multiple living rooms. So I guess maybe it depends on who's using it at the time, whether they use it as just living rooms or bedrooms. I don't know. Yeah. What a weird place for a bedroom to be, though. Yeah, I don't know. It has this huge, wide, curved staircase. It has arched doorways. Whoa. Of course, amazing views of the field. So you can watch the game. Multiple TVs, high-end furniture. Uh, There's this huge, like, stained glass window of two football players and a fireplace. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) So that's for the fancy, fancy people. That's for the owners of the Chiefs. So yes. nobody else. Hunt family. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. On July 17th, 1972, during the construction, a crane cage was lifting construction workers when it fell and slammed into a concrete wall. Oh, no. Yeah. And pinned workers beneath oh. it. That's and unfortunately, awful. this resulted in one man being killed oh. and injuring four others. That sucks. Yeah. Um, the cause of this accident was unknown. Uh, the foreman was actually unable to find any failure with the equipment um, and hmm. crews were sent home for the day. 
Okay. This is one of those little snippets that I was just actually able to find from newspapers.com because in all of my research through the history and everything, this was not in there. And I'm mm-hmm. sure it's one of those things that they just kind of get swept they don't away want to in the history. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I really couldn't find any other terrible things that went on during the construction. So it seems okay. like, which is good, you know, there was no terrible, awful things that happened. Unfortunately, this accident happened. I don't know if it was human error and somebody accidentally right. hit hit a lever or something that they weren't supposed to. I don't know. There was nothing wrong with the equipment that they could mm. find. Well, I hope that that guy gets to watch every Chiefs game from the best seats in the Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Construction was completed shortly after the accident in 1972, and the Chiefs played their first preseason game in Arrowhead against the St. Louis Cardinals. Ooh. August 12th, 1972, defeating them 24 to 14. And that was before the St. Louis Cardinals left us because we have a history of football teams leaving us. And so I don't think St. Louis will ever allow the football team back. Other St. Louis Cardinals. Well, we have the Cardinals baseball team who has never left us, but the football team has left us. Yeah. So at one point there was a Cardinals baseball and a Cardinals football. There was, yes. Gosh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we could be doing things so much better. <laughs> Jeez. No wonder they left. Everyone is getting confused and going to the baseball game. The Cardinals football team went to Arizona. Okay. While Arrowhead hasn't had any massive craziness like Comiskey Park, if you guys have never listened to the Comiskey Park episode, there was a whole thing with Demolition Day. Mm. Yeah, go listen to that. That was crazy. That was very wild. And uh, But anyway, the Chiefs aren't without some tragedy oh boy so i'm gonna give you some of that let's get into the juicy details yeah i mean there's some there's some fucking craziness in here so yeah. uh but i'm gonna give a trigger warning for suicide okay so these are in chronological order just some craziness some tragedy within the chiefs stone jackson was a running back who was a rookie in 1963 All right. And during the preseason, he suffered a fractured vertebrae in his neck Mm. during a play. Yikes. He died 10 days later at the age of 23. Oh, no. I know. That's horrible. It is. And although he never made it past the preseason in the AFL, the team retired his number 33. Oh, That's sweet. Yeah. I'm glad they did that. Mac Lee Hill, who was a fullback and played in the All-Star game after his rookie season. So just after one season, he was in the All-Star game. Hmm. He tore a ligament in his right knee just 13 games into his second season in 1965. Wow. And he went in for what should have been a routine surgery. Oh, no. Yeah. His body temperature spiked to 108. Jeez. And he began convulsing due to an embolism. Oh, gosh. And he died 90 minutes after the surgery. That's horrible. Just to go in for like a routine thing, too. Yeah, just for his knee. Like, I mean, football players get little injuries all the time. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not little, but you know what I mean. Football, yeah. football players get injuries a, all the absolutely. time. And, yeah. Absolutely. Dr. Albert Miller said it could have been triggered by a reaction to the anesthesia. Mm. The Chiefs honored Hill by retiring his number 36 and with the Mac Lee Hill Award that is given to the Rookie of the Year every year. Oh, Yeah. Cute. All right, here we go. Oh, gosh. September 15th, 1980. Former Chiefs offensive tackle Jim Tyre shot and killed his wife and then turned the gun on himself. Oh, my God. Their 17-year-old son heard three gunshots, but he was scared that somebody had broken into the home. Mm. So he hid under his bed for about an hour. Wow. Before he finally worked up the nerve to go out and see mm. what was going on. Right. And he found both of his parents. And he had to find his parents like that. Dead in their bedroom. Right. Yes. That's horrible. That poor kid. Absolutely. I know. I can't even imagine. And he had two younger siblings, too. Oh, gosh. I know. At least it wasn't the younger ones that found him, but still. I mean, thank God. He shouldn't have found him either. No, absolutely not. Joe Delaney was a running back who people said he loved to help people. He was just a very caring man. Mm -hmm. On June 29th, 1983... Delaney was attending an amusement center when he spotted three kids in a pond nearby who were struggling. Okay. And despite not being able to swim himself, Delaney jumped in to help them. One kid was able to get out, but Delaney and the other two children died. Oh. I know. That's awful. I know. It's absolutely awful. And he was just trying to help. I know. The Chiefs honored Delaney that season with a patch on their uniforms depicting an eagle and his number 37. Mm, That's sweet. On January 23rd, 2000, Derek Thomas, who was considered to be one of the greatest pass rushers of all time, was a linebacker for the Chiefs, and he was on his way with a couple friends to the airport during a snowstorm when they were involved in an accident. One of his friends, Michael Trellis, and Thomas, both of them were not wearing seatbelts, and they were both thrown from the car. Trellis died instantly, Mm. and Thomas was rushed to the hospital. Mm. Their other friend, who was wearing a seatbelt, walked away unharmed. Wow. Yeah. Makes a difference. Uh, Absolutely. As a result of the accident, Thomas was paralyzed from the chest down. Wow. And was sent to Miami's Jackson Memorial Hospital for treatment. Hmm. Unfortunately, he went into cardiorespiratory arrest just 16 days later and died from a pulmonary embolism on February 8th of 2000. Yeah. That's so random. It was one of the biggest shocks among the, with the Chiefs. Right. Uh, The Chiefs honored Thomas by retiring his number 58. And the Derek Thomas Award is given to the most valuable player every year. Aw. Yeah. That's nice. 
On the morning of December 1st, 2012, Jovan Belcher, a linebacker for the Chiefs, shot and killed his live-in girlfriend, Cassandra Perkins. Mm. Belcher then drove to Arrowhead. He got out of the car and the Chiefs general manager and the owner were in the parking lot. Belcher confessed that he had shot Perkins. Okay. And asked them if they would take care of his daughter and then shot himself. In front of them? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And at the stadium. Yep. That's horrible. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that poor girl. Yeah. And they had a little baby. Yeah. On February 4th, 2021, Britt Reed, who is the assistant coach for the Chiefs, slammed into two vehicles that were parked on the side of the road. Oh. Reed was going 84 miles an hour. Holy shit. And had a .113 blood alcohol concentration. Yikes. In Missouri, the limit is .08. Yeah. So you gotta be fucked up. Yeah. Six people, including Reed, were injured. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Six the, people. The most serious was five-year-old Ariel. Oh. Yeah. Ariel was in the hospital for weeks with mm. a traumatic brain injury. She had to learn to walk and talk again. Oh, my God. And will be forever physically and mentally impacted for the rest of her life. Just because some guy decided to have some drinks. Mm-hmm. And drive. Mm-hmm. Just ruin someone's whole life. And Britt Reed only got three years in prison. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. If I was that judge, he'd be in jail for life. Yeah. That is not fair. No, it is absolutely not. I mean, and when you read and like- A five-year-old girl. A five-year-old girl. Yeah. I mean, when I read through the, um, like her mom talking in the- courtroom mm -hmm. and i mean it's just heartbreaking what she's saying right. like ugh, just breaks your heart that little girl is never gonna remember a life before that no no not at she's all she's always gonna she's gonna be like that for the rest of her life yeah it's all because of that dickhead uh, absolutely call an uber yeah so in the cases of tyre and belcher the two men who shot and killed their partners and themselves mm-hmm there was speculation, at least in the case of Belcher. Tyre was further back, so he he was um, he was in 1980. Mm -hmm. But in the case of Belcher, there's speculation, and there was even a lawsuit that it could be a cause of chronic traumatic, and I'm going to say this wrong, encephalopathy or CTE. Yeah, this. It's a degenerative brain disease found in athletes and military veterans from repetitive brain trauma. Yeah. I've heard some things about that. I haven't done a whole lot of research on it, but it's pretty bad. And it doesn't mean like you've had one or two concussions. This is like literally hundreds of hits to your head. Right. Over and over and over and over again. Right. And they've found like even as young as 17 years old. And a lot of times it's can develop years later mm -hmm. just from so many hits to the head. 
and also in very rare cases has been known to impact domestic violence victims as well. Yeah. Symptoms of CTE can include impulse control, aggression, mood swings, depression, paranoia, anxiety, and sleep problems. Now, I am not saying by any means that either of these men were excused for what they did. Right. At all. And I'm not saying that it was CTE at all, because I don't know. Right. I'm not a doctor. I am not an attorney. I am not a football person. So I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I just wanted to put that out there because it was part of the story. And I also wanted to say, if you feel that you or someone you know needs help, whether it's because of an athlete or a veteran or domestic violence, and you feel that this pertains to you or someone you know, you can go to the Concussion Legacy Foundation, which I'll put a link in the show notes. You can also call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988, and then they can connect you with somebody. But I just wanted to put that out there because I felt like it was an important piece of the story. Yeah, yeah I think so too. I mean, I haven't heard a lot about CTE, but what I have heard is not good. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just, you know, you're brain is getting damaged over and over and over and over again and eventually it's gonna wear out well and i know and i don't follow football again but i do know that protective gear has gotten Mm -hmm. way better over the years and i mean it's just like this tragedy this hockey player i don't know if you saw that that passed away recently because he was cut in the neck and now there's like guards and so it's just with all of these terrible things that happen It does give more advances in gear, which is a good thing to come out of it. But of course, I mean, honestly, no amount of gear is going to stop everything. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be something that can reach you. Yeah. Uh, So that's just a lot of downers right there. Um, So I'm going to just, I'm going to bring you up for just a brief second. Okay. Okay, I'm right. Because not all bad things happen at Arrowhead, you know? Not right. the Chiefs don't have all bad things. And so I'm going to give you just a couple little stats. I said I wasn't going to give you stats, but I'm going to give you a couple. Okay, I'm ready. Literally a couple. The Chiefs have won three league championships and three Super Bowls. Yay, Chiefs! Go, Chiefs! <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> those, are the, those are the stats of the Chiefs. Awesome. That's what you have. Good job, guys. You worked really hard. Go football. So proud of you. Win the point. (laughs) What is it you used to say? Yay, sports. Yay, sports. (laughs) Now about those names. Chiefs and Arrowhead. Mm -hmm. So like I said at the beginning, the Chiefs got their name from the nickname of the mayor. Right. Which had nothing to do with Native Americans. Right. Or did it? Mayor H. Roe Bartle Mm -hmm. founded the Native American-based Honor Society Tribe Mikose. Okay. Which is part of the Boy Scouts. Okay. Because of that, he was given the nickname Chief. Okay. But Mayor Bartle is not a Native American. I didn't think so. And the Boy Scouts have actually been accused of indigenous misappropriation for years. Yeah, I've heard about that. 
Um, and in fact, in 2019, there was a petition for the tribe of Mikasei to end their dances and ceremonies at their annual fall powwow, which they fell just 43 signatures short of. Oh, geez. However, in March of 2023, Boy Scouts of America finally Mm -hmm. listened to some of this and actually sent out a survey to 35,000 current and former members asking about making changes to their ceremonies. Oh, okay. I have seen these ceremonies and right. kind of was always uncomfortable with them. Really? It's just like, why are, why are these boys wearing um, Native American headdresses and, and doing oh. these dances? I didn't know they did that. Oh, yeah. They do. Every year. Oh. Yeah. I was unable to find the results of this survey, though, but they were just in March, so I don't know if they haven't revealed those yet. Right. I, I don't know. The chiefs themselves do have info on their website, though, that completely addresses this. Okay. And they did say that in the past that they did use images and messages that were offensive and that they have worked hard to remove those. And in 2014, they actually began working with the American Indian Community Working Group okay. to help educate them on key issues and offer guidance on ways to better honor the American Indian culture. Okay. I think that's good. And so they removed different traditions and images and things like that from their uh, games and their website and their stadium and all of mm -hmm. that. John Learned, who is Cheyenne Arapaho from the American Indian Community Working Group. This is the quote that they have from him on the website. Quote, the chief's organization has demonstrated a genuine desire to learn about the issues that are important to the American Indian community. They've listened to our concerns and made meaningful changes out of respect for American Indian heritage, end quote. Okay. Reading this on the chief's website, I am not American Indian. No. So I, I don't feel that it's my place to jump in. Okay. However, this was in 2014, and this was right. one person. Mm. And there are still several other Native Americans who are quite upset about the chief's name. Yeah. In 2023. Yeah. And uh, Arrowhead Stadium? Yes. So the chief's name, the use of the Arrowhead and Arrowhead mm -hmm. Stadium, as well as the Tomahawk Chop which I just found out while studying this that they apparently use during the games. Uh -huh. As I'm sure several people know, other sports teams have already started changing their names, their logos, their mascots mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, definitely. But in my research, it seems that the Chiefs have been pretty adamant against doing so. About changing their name? Or Arrowhead or like right. the Arrowhead logo or any of that. Right. And they have often said it's because it's named after the mayor and his nickname. But yeah, the I nickname was... to me comes from this Boy Scout troop that, again... Uh-huh. Culturally yeah. appropriated. So this brings me back from where we started at the beginning to Taylor Swift. Okay. Because there are a lot of Swifties now that are hoping that Taylor's influence... Oh will now help 
to bring light to this situation. To, yeah. And get the chiefs to change their name. Yeah. And to stop using the arrowhead and to change the stadium's name. Right. Because Taylor Swift is very liberal. She is. And so are a lot of her fans. Very much so. And she talks about it, like, in her concerts and in her documentaries and everything. She talks about it a lot. She tweets about it. I remember one time I saw something on TikTok about she posted a link to a voter registration site. Yeah. And, like, the voter registration numbers spiked, like, exponentially. Yeah. She has a very big influence. It's funny. I saw this um, TikTok of this guy who was, like, mad because he said something like, Taylor Swift isn't bigger than the NFL. And they're like... Uh, you do realize the NFL is only in the United States, right? Like that's true. Taylor Swift is global. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Swift was bigger than the NFL. Well, and then people are like, "Look at this is Travis Kelsey's net worth, and this is Taylor Swift's net worth, and mm-hmm. it's like she's like one billion dollars, and he's right. like thirty million, you know?" Right. And I mean, not to, I'm like, I'm not trying to dist. Travis Kelsey like he seems like a really I mean, good man and all of this Travis Kelsey only make 30 million dollars <laughs> what just these like these men out here who are like oh my god they uh, Taylor Swift is like trying to I know take over the NFL and blah, blah, blah. that's like oh my god and and I love it how the NFL is like capitalizing on it almost right? because they're like putting these posts on Twitter like Taylor's here tonight <laughs> like they're jumping yeah. all over yeah. it and like the uh the footage in the games they'll like pan over to her like yeah. pretty often and I mean, like the um, the announcer was like, "Oh, looks like uh, there's a blank space left over there," you know, like he's. <laughs> yep, and then all the. Old, I mean, they are they are leaning off. into it, and then you yeah. have these like these these like huge macho men that are all, like pissed off about it. I'm like, oh, get over it already! She's like, just a girl trying to make music. It's trying to date a guy on the football fun. team. Like, oh my god! Yeah, and hey, if it brings more notice and more revenue to. The Absolutely. Chiefs, be happy about it. I mean, like Kelsey's jersey spiked four hundred percent just yeah. by Taylor showing up at the game. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So no, no wonder the NFL's like, heck yeah, we're leaning uh-huh. into this. Like we're they know to get all the sales. They know. Yeah, they know that Swifties are like diehard, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. we see the dollar signs here. <laughs> oh yeah, of course they can make money off of it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <sighs> anyway, that's Arrowhead Stadium. All right. Cool. Well, there you have it. There All you the have way it. From the beginning to the pretty racist end. I mean, I knew I knew as soon as you said like his nickname was Chief, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's why they've stuck with it so long. That's the excuse they use." Yeah. But how can you I make mean, that excuse when your logo used to be a Native American man and now it's an Arrowhead? Yeah. And I went and looked at it, and it's like when you go even look on Wiki- Wikipedia, and it says, oh, because his nickname is The Chief. And then, you know, like mm-hmm. it has like a blue underline of, like it had a blue underline of the the Texans, the Dallas Texans. And so uh-huh. I'm like, okay, we'll go look at that. Well, then it dives in deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it's like, then I start getting in deeper and deeper into it. And it's like, mm, wait a minute. Because it's like, to me, it's like, why would you give this guy this nickname Chief? And I'm like, oh, because he did this. And I'm like, well, I know what happens at a Boy Scout. What is What, what did I call yeah, it? Ritual? No, they call it. Uh, 
ceremony. Like, I know what happens at a Boy Scout ceremony. I've been to them. I've wondered the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hmm, okay. Yeah, a little sketchy, a little sketchy, guys. Not gonna I'm lie. Like, well, I'm just like, well, let me just go look at the picture of this guy. Like, is this guy Native American? Like, I didn't no, want to, like, speak out of turn, you know? So, like, I go look him up and, like, no, his family's from England. Like, or yeah. Scotland or whatever it was. But I was just like, clearly not. Mm-hmm. Appropriation, guys. Don't do it. Yeah. So we'll see if the Swifties have any, you know, if Taylor has any uh, pull here. Yeah. Maybe we can get some changes going. Well, thank you, Mom. That was lovely. You're welcome. Anytime. You can follow us if you want on TikTok at Roadside Podcast. Instagram at Roadside Pod. Facebook at Roadside Podcast. YouTube at Roadside Pod. Or you could go to our website, roadsidepodcast.com. Email us at roadsidepod at gmail.com. And you can become a patron at patreon.com slash roadside. And if you did that, we'd love you even more. Yeah, email us um, where you want to, where you want us to talk about next. We want to hear your your places. You want to know. Tell us. Give us all your ideas. Share with your friends. Leave a review. All of that. If you like us, I mean. We know you do. It's fine. We know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We love you all. Keep finding the thrill in the mysterious. Bye. Bye.